Quick, Mike, you gotta help me. I got my ding-dong stuck in a fire ant nest. Jesus Christ, Jeff, again? I'm sorry. If you just would do what I told you, instead of sticking your dick in things, and went to Pod Bros Podcasting Network, we wouldn't be in this mess. Pod Bros? What's that? Oh, the burning! It's a podcasting network, Jeff. I've told you this a million times, where you can go and listen to all kinds of podcasts. Really? Like what? Maybe it'll distract me from, from the stinging sensation in my groinal region. Like lettuce and ketchup for the Bob's Burgers? Like Flask Action Heroes? That sounds stupid. Oh! Dave's Nerd Companion and Kapowcast? Our own show? Oh, yeah. I think I remember doing something like that. Listen, the next time you get the urge to just stick your dick in random things, go to podbros.com and listen to some podcast. That sounds like a good idea. Now, please get the salve. Anywho... While Jeff takes care of that, I recommend you all check us out on Facebook at Kapowcast2015, also Gmail account, Kapowcast Podcast, and on Twitter. I'll be right there with the ointment. Check us out on Twitter at Kapowcast. I'm going to go get this ointment and get Jeff's dick out of an anthill. Welcome to episode 30-something of Kapowcast. <laughs> nope, did. not ending it. That's what happens when you time travel. <laughs> you lose track of your numbers. And then you beat Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Would you ever want to time travel? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, because with time travel, you can't mess with anything, so what the hell's the point? Why not? Because <laughs> you could send the universe into a parallel, just complete divergences. Yeah. I with me. Uh, then Doc Brown's got to yell at you. With me this week is Tony Vance. Hi. Oh. And Jefferson. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought you were going to call him Jesus. Jeff Jesus Jefferson. I, Jeff <laughs> Jesus I, Jefferson. Triple J. You can walk on my water anytime. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> on today's episode, we're going to be talking about some of our favorites and least favorite people that have played the Dark Knight himself, Batman, as we roll on through. Choo-choo! <laughs> yeah. Major like pain. <laughs> to, uh, You're looking like the Godfather over there. Batman v. <laughs> Superman. What? Got the ho train. Uh, <laughs> I thought you meant the movie. No, not the movie. No. Get real. <laughs> He's getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Really? Marlon Brando. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So before, as always, we'll talk about some news that might be breaking, might be old. Who We're knows? just going to talk about it. We We're just going to talk about it. It's new to us. Exactly. It's been confirmed that the Wolverine sequel will be rated ARG. Hell Yeah. 
Yeah, now that what they said that they were talking about it before the success of Deadpool 2. I bet. Yeah, I bet they were. Lies. If they're, if, I'm sorry, but if they're going to do the old man Logan storyline, there's no other way to do it besides rated R. I mean, I'm excited. God, it, you can't turn that book without like blood just splattering all over the Out of your eye sockets. Yeah. <laughs> like, f- like Raiders of the Lost Ark. The first. <laughs> Wolverine movie, as we all know, was <laughs> garbage. I, I pirated it and I uh, asked for my money back. <laughs> Dad joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the second one, I was I liked it. I enjoyed it. I I, 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 I thought it was a good. Uh, people were rebound. Hurt. People were butthurt over the uh, what's his face, Silver Samurai. Also, like uh, some a, people, he's a fourteen foot tall robot. In that, yeah, yeah. Some people didn't like, you know, him not having his powers. Right. But it actually made it a little more interesting when he's it not did. like this, you know, su- you know, Superman who just can have his flesh wiped from his bones and still keep going and all that bullshit. <laughs> he, let's not forget that he did that all in the name of love. That's why he survived it. What is this, an anime? <laughs> Fighting giant samurai robots for the name of love. And-, and you know, that's backtracking two weeks ago. Not literally two weeks ago, but weeks ago. When we talked about Deadpool, mm-hmm. that was one of the things I liked about it is it wasn't he got his hand chopped off and all of a sudden, bam, there's a new hand. Uh-huh. Like it actually took like a while for that hand to regenerate. To regenerate. It actually <laughs> went through, you know, a baby stage. and <laughs> Very creepy. It's really big and- you know, <laughs> so like, you know, that way, like if he's in a fight and he gets his arm cut off, yeah, in a sense, it's not a big deal because he'll grow it back, but it's not going to just instantaneously come back. Right. I wonder if he attaches it. Will it reattach if he attaches That's it? That's a good goddamn They question. did do it in the, he did do it in the books and yeah. in the well, game and. Ultimate Wolverine reattached his legs to his uh, torso when he got his body ripped in half by the Hulk. I wonder if that would happen. In the mainstream comics, <laughs> <laughs> didn't uh, and didn't Wolverine, who essentially like Sabretooth was like the same power set as him, mm-hmm. kill him by like cutting his head off with like a magic sword or something? In Ultimate, I don't know if it was Ultimate. It might have been an Ultimate. You got me, man. I don't. I don't follow those guys. They're a couple of chuckleheads. I, I thought you were just saying generally you don't follow X Men because it's such a convoluted mess of no, that, that's storytelling. Me. <laughs> that's me. Uh, <laughs> I don't like I, I read individual stuff by them sometimes Like I read the X-Force when it first came out I enjoyed it quite a bit actually I thought it was really good um, Cable, that was a really good read But I don't like I just don't follow them Because it's just too hard Yeah, there's you know hundreds of them Like that's why they did House of M mm-hmm. You know like okay there's only a hundred and something mutants on the planet But mm-hmm. that's still They're keeping track of every last one of them And they're all pretty much on the X-Men So like it wasn't really that crazy of a change Right Um and this is apparently going to be Hugh Jackman's last run as Wolverine. I don't know if we've talked about it on here before, have we? Um, we might you, have gl- glanced over it. Do you think? Do you think he's? Does he is going to hang it up, or do you think he'll end up being persuaded to come back? I think he'll be persuaded. Um, if it makes a lot of money, I think they'll end up doing another one. Maybe, and also too, like now they have that potential of putting him in like with Deadpool and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and and it kind of makes me excited for the character again. And if only if they, you know, use him sparingly and not as the centerpiece for every mm. goddamn movie <laughs> and a comic and 
cartoon series. Yes. Next bit here. Um, as everybody knows, I meant to talk about this like weeks ago, like literally like <laughs> weeks ago, but it just like other stuff happened and it, it escaped my brain. Uh, as everyone knows, Marvel's doing Civil War Two in the comics. Yeah. Does anyone know Why how are you or... looking at me like French Stewart over here? I got some food in my teeth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking at me like French Stewart? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, as we know, uh, Marvel's doing Civil War Two in comic book form. I, I And I read something with an interview with one of the writers over there that I was very telling of the state of comic books right now, especially <laughs> over at Marvel. Was he just like, I don't know. Essentially. <laughs> uh, well, basically, like, a lot of these books, they go years in the, they go not, they'll take like a year or so mm-hmm. in the process of making it. It planned out, like, it takes a while to plan out these stories. And, like, you look at um, the documentary of, like, the, uh, the death of Superman. Mm-hmm. I haven't you know, seen that. I want. To. They go through the whole spiel of what they went through to create that story. And is that on Netflix? Uh, no, it's actually on uh, the Superman Doomsday animated movie DVD. Ah, uh-huh. so yeah. or Blu-ray or Blu-ray. The superior. If you can find it. Um, but it, it takes a long time. But this guy said that it literally came about within a few months. I can believe it. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to cash in? And he was like, he was like toting it as a plus. He's like, oh, you know, a lot of our stories, you know, we take, you know, a year or two of process of making this one, which is just, you know, we, you know, had it together in a few months. Uh, And I I, I was reading the comments (laughs) and people were just like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that doesn't excite me at all. That worries me even more. I mean, sequels aren't a good thing. Like there's been three secret wars. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming each was worse than the last. Yeah. I heard this last one was a doozy. Um, well, they, I mean, they had the whole battle world. Now the mainstream universe is uh, totally garbled. And, you know, uh, spoiler alert for anybody who might be interested in reading Civil War II. I'm going to drop some news here. Cap dies again? Yes. No, Captain <laughs> America is not even in it. Uh, in it, it is this time, it is uh, Iron Man's Team Iron Man versus Team Captain Marvel. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> Captain Marvel. Is that that's the uh, female Captain yeah. Marvel, the yeah. lesbian. And there's rumored to be instead of one, there's rumored to be two deaths. Oh goodness! So wow, it must be twice as good. Yeah. Do you want to know who the deaths are? Yeah, yeah sure. sure. <laughs> I like it. Uh, death number one, Rhodey. What War no. Machine? That's that kind of sucks. I he's one of my favorite characters. I do, and, like, I do uh, like War Machine. Death number two, She Hulk. These are like, these are kind of unimportant characters. Yeah. I mean, She-Hulk's got a big following and whatnot. And I don't know. Huh. They're saying that, like, essentially their deaths are going to trigger this new Civil War. Trigger warning. Um, and, I mean, Civil War as a story, it's the original. It's not like it was, like, this polarizing rave review story that everybody loved. It was checkered divided yeah there was a lot of people that ended up not liking it or that especially didn't like how it ended i hated how it ended <laughs> i thought it started out really strong and started tapering off and like i thought they were running out, running out of ideas most of the good stuff that came out of it was from the tie-ins i felt well the thing that like yeah like i had to agree with that. the tie-ins yeah like and it was for me like it was hard to keep up with all the different tie-ins. Like, if you're reading just the main story in itself, you're just, you know, it leaves gigantic holes in uh-huh. it. Yeah. 
Did you ever, did, Jeff, did you read uh, Civil War Frontline that dealt with the one superhero that they arrested from the incident that sparked the whole Civil War? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's following him while he's going through the process of, you know, going to court and he's in prison and et cetera, et cetera. It's pretty gruesome. Is it? Yeah. Do they send him to the Phantom Zone? No, no. Or not the Phantom Zone, I'm sorry. What, what do they call it? Negative uh, Zone? The Negative Zone. He's in the, a normal penitentiary and, like, he's getting beaten and raped and shit. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's pretty dark. I liked it wow. a lot. Well, um, I, I, you know, it, it's just another example of, it's seeming like, you know, these comic companies are, are running out of ideas. And if you're, you know, you're in a, ending up with a freaking loop, if you're, you're going to take in ideas from the movies, when the movies are taking ideas from the comics, eventually mm-hmm. you're going to hit a wall or spark right. down a drain. I think, uh, I think it is, what it is is um, you, they, got, they got the older guys sitting up top now, and uh, I feel like they need some fresh blood. They need they like need, a like a virgin sacrifice. Yeah, you know, just trying to <laughs> spruce it up a bit. I agree. No, get some new younger blood in there, and maybe start to try and rewrite some good storylines because they're just like like we said, they're rehashing old shit over yeah. and over and over again. What seems quicker and quicker now. I wonder if it's Disney's influence that's causing that. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, we've talked about this on end about uh, in many different shows. Um, about how, you know, it seems like now the comics are trying to go by what the movies are doing, mm-hmm. and that in turn is kind of hurting the comic industry as a whole. Like, it, it, the comics have almost become have become secondary to the movies because oh, they, the movies are now what makes the money. They're all they're their own entity. Yeah. <laughs> what a mighty entity they are. It's quite true. the entity. I really do hope that, like, the comic book movie industry doesn't end up being, like... Comic book bubble 2.0. I hope so too, because we might have to think of a new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just, uh, I don't know. We'll review Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes. Oh, hell yeah. I'm down with that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Time will tell. I mean, I I don't think the Civil War is going to pan out. And um, yeah. Well, just I, seems like a power play. I agree. Like, well, yeah, I, I mean, they're they're making a storyline that has the same tagline as like one of the most anticipated films of the year. It is definitely just a cash in. I wish they'd come up with something different. But there's always something else to read. And like, if you don't like what's going on in, uh, you know, on Marvel and Earth, go ahead and read their cosmic stuff or something. Even right. though, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, they're totally um, oh, taking after up? the movies now oh. or the movie now, like changing it up to be more. That like, kind of sucks. Cause Guardians was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was fresh. I liked it when the Marvel Now reboot hit. I haven't read any of the Marvel Now stuff. Uh, Speaking good. of reboots, <laughs> uh, slowly but surely news is coming out for uh, DC Comics doing Rebirth. Yeah. People yeah. are starting to wonder what it is. So is Jeff Johns, like, is he in charge of that? Or? Yeah. Well, yes. Jeff Johns is, like, the... Uh, He's the godfather. The he godfather. Is, <laughs> of, he, has, he has the weird, like... Create chief creative something or something like what was did you know for? that um, he actually worked as an intern mm-hmm. for uh, the president Marvel? No, uh, Richard Donner, the director of Superman. Really? Yeah. No shit. That explains his love of the classics. It was Richard it's Donner. How, wasn't? Um, I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy because the Superman movies were. Uh, I mean, I watched them when I was a kid, but I, I'm not like. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I I wasn't like you need to keep it close to the original 
Donner. Yeah, his name was Donner because everyone calls it the Donner. And there's like the Donner cut of uh, Superman 2. Yeah. Which is apparently like uh, he murders, surprisingly better. He murders less people in it, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but apparently this is going to be, I, don't, I still don't know fully what it is. Um, apparently, though, it it is going to like reset some things in the DC universe. It's going to reset some of the original continuity that they'd sort of wiped out with the new Fifty Two. Is Catwoman going to be a prostitute again? Well, I don't know. Like, so this is almost kind of erasing the new Fifty Two. Then, so this is erasing the. Th- third reboot in five years? To it's not it. fully erasing. He doesn't say it's erasing. He uses the terms embracing. Okay, that makes no sense. Exactly. <laughs> uh, books like uh, Action Comics, Detective Comics, they're going to revert back to their original numbering. Oh, God damn it. That's annoying. That's going to be really oh, tough my for collectors. God. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> like, it's it's what Marvel did back in the 90s when they decided to start Amazing Spider-Man over at yeah. one again and then, like, go up to, like, I don't even remember what number they got, but then went back to the original numbering. And, and you just, know that's just what they're going to do again. It's, it's just, From a collecting standpoint, like, it, that's one reason I don't go through my Amazing Spider-Man ones because <laughs> it annoys me. To no end that I'll be like, oh, 396, 400. Okay, so. Oh, I wasn't done. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Asshole. I was just going (laughs) to say there's more to, there's Uh more going on that actually makes it more confusing. (laughs) Is that um, DC Universe titles will be renumbered with new number ones, except for Action and Detective Comics, the two longest running series in DC's lineup which will return to the original numbering of 957 and 934. Well, that is confusing. What is it at now? I don't know. <laughs> That's like, uh, that annoys me. That's like how the Xbox One is like the Xbox Three. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the Xbox Two is the Xbox 360. Make up your damn mind and learn how to fucking count. Can we just, is there just a way that they could just, I don't know. They can't make everybody happy. There's always going to be like when they reset, when they did the new 52 and renumbered and wiped out a lot of the past, there's a lot of old readers that were pissed off. Like me. Yep. And now that they're going to do this, there's going to be a lot of people that have been following and gotten into the new 52 that are going to be pissed off. And, you know, it's just like, can we just stop rebooting? Stop rebooting. Stop rebooting. Just don't write yourself into walls. Continue making make good stories. You won't have to reboot. Yeah. And don't be shackled by what's going on in television or what's going on in the movies. Or your uh, sales, your book sales. <laughs> or, mm. <laughs> Just, That's the big reason they're doing this. It is, because as we've talked about, like the sales on these books Plummeting. for Marvel and DC is, have been dropping. I've... I'm under the understanding that Marvel book sales are doing slightly worse than DC. I thought it was the other way around. Um, I could be wrong. I know that a lot of the problem with the Marvel books is, you know, storytelling and all combined with the artwork. Whereas DC, at least for the most part, has artwork. It's just a lot of people are unhappy with the storytelling, with, you know, the it's new 52. It's just so hard to get into. Like, they try to make it approachable to new readers. But it's not because you go to like, okay, there's going to be Superman. Like, who the hell is this guy? He doesn't have any superpowers. They try to take fresh approaches. It doesn't work. I agree with the concept of, you know, like in the video with uh, Jeff Johns where he talks about 
how it's unrecognizable from its classic form, and you need to follow a simple formula. I do agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So um, in that regard, I'm hoping that please, for the love of God, make this the last reboot, because they keep telling us this will be the last reboot. You shouldn't have to reboot in the first place. Exactly. You should reboot every maybe Stick 15 to your years. guns, yeah. at least. Like, you know... Give it a chance. They stressed when they did the new 52 that this was it. This was our... This was what was going to be going forward. That was two reboots ago. And, yeah, and it's like... How are you going to... You're not going to... You're always going to continue to alienate readers. I mean, they I mean, bring it up... Like, Jeff Johns brought up how people are cynical about it. Well, can you blame them? I mean, shit. You're like... You could stop reading comic books for five years and it'll have re- rebooted twice. What's the point of investing emotionally in a character? You can, you're going to lose readers regardless. No matter what, you're always going to lose readers. You can't please everybody. We know that. Just have good writing. Just consistent writing. If, yes, if you have good writing, good artwork, you know, solid characters, you, don't need, you won't need to worry about it. And I know this is three guys just sitting around a table in a basement making it sound like it's just like a paint-by-numbers situation, like it's <laughs> that easy. But, you know, these are people that are getting paid to do this. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'll come in and I'll write some fucking Justice League for free. <laughs> yeah, they haven't read any of my erotic fan fiction that I sent them. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, and it, it, like I've said before, it makes it hard to even want to try to get in anything. Like, you know, they're doing Rebirth, so in my mind, you're like, well, why should I start reading it? Yeah. If they're just going to... I'm honestly going to have to wait two years before I decide to read it because what's the point if they're just going to reboot the universe again? Exactly. And, like, like, I've had no interest in getting in a new 52. Well, I mean, I didn't regret um, reading Flashpoint. I I read Flashpoint, actually. Um, I think I needed to read the tie-ins because... It's the same situation where a lot seem missing from it. Jeff, I swear there are some good New 52 titles out there. I can believe it. Justice League titles, uh, the Aquaman, the Green... I mean, I've raved about... Me and you both, Tony, have raved about the Green Lantern, Jeff Mm -hmm. Johns' Green Lantern run. Fantastic. Um, I think a lot of the problem, too, is Jeff Johns is... is, He's becoming bigger. Like, he's taking more polls over at DC. So, you know, well, he doesn't he's have as m- much. Well, he recently, like, he, after Rebirth, he's leaving Justice League. You know, so he's not, you know, because he's taking a more, I think, behind-the-scenes approach, oh, like he's not going to be approach. writing mm. as much, but I think is, is well, detrimental to-, to DC because so many of the things he's written, you know, Aquaman, uh, Green Lantern, Justice League. JSA Flash. JSA Flash have just been phenomenal, you know. And I shudder to think now with him leaving and the rumor of, Matt Snyder leaving Batman comics. It's like uh, the, the few things that had going good for him. Well, Scott, I think they Scott need... Snyder. Yeah, you, I said, you said Matt Snyder. Who's Matt Snyder? I don't know. That's why I was going to. He's a Facebook <laughs> friend. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> no. Uh, so it's just. I think they need someone like Jeff Johns in the executive area because they're not getting it. Like fucking. Dan Dildo's over there doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, Dan Dido, he or Dido or I don't know. Dido, Dido, he <laughs> Dido. I had said before on the show how like he was quoted in an interview after they were doing DCU. Mm-hmm. That's D C Y O U, by the way. Uh, Confusing. Saying that you know this is going to be their last reboot and it wasn't you know a, 
a complete reboot. It was more of like a soft reboot. It's just like stuff like that like confuses people. Like, what yeah. the fuck is a soft reboot? Yeah. Like, I would consider like Flashboy a soft reboot. Mm. It's just <sighs> soft reboots would be like um, House of M because it didn't affect the entire universe. Although it was a major reboot for the X universe, which is practically its own entity. <laughs> <laughs> so my advice to DC Comics and Marvel Comics: get good writers. Yeah, good artists, focus on that. Don't worry about fucking reboots or this or they, that. They worry about worrying about all this continuity. They can't. They don't make their own continuity anymore. They have to worry about establishing a continuity at this point, mm-hmm. right? And I think also yeah, part of that become comes a problem when you have like so many books with so many writers. Oh yeah. Like how many different X Men books are there? How many different Spider Man books are there? How many different Avengers? There All was a new talk. Avengers, next Avengers, this Avengers, this, this, this. young Avengers, young Avengers, uh, Avengers Assemble, um, Marvel Adventures, Avengers. <laughs> that was actually a really good one, though. That just in its own universe. Um, you know, like why don't we just take each character? Like, why does Batman need forty different books? Because <laughs> they sell. Well, yeah. up until recently, yeah. Why did, you know, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know... The- I would say, yeah, like, you can knock them down. Because, ba- personally, the only ones I ever even paid attention to, Batman-wise, was Batman and then the uh, Batman Detective. Those were the only two. I never really paid any attention to Batman Incorporated or... Um, what was the other ones? I can't remember what the fuck they were now. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. They even did a, a 60s Batman. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to read that. So... For how about we take each character? What would be like? What would be a good number of books for two. like a big character? Two. I was gonna say two, two or three, or five. No, <laughs> three times. Marvel, get rid of all those fucking X Men titles. Just do like Uncanny X Men. I maybe like, like a X Force, like an X Force. Yeah, you gotta have X Force. Then you gotta have Ecstatic, and then Astonishing X Men, and then uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and who, that's how it happens. <laughs> and who knows? Like, I could be wrong. Like, Mar- Marvel could have like downsized their X books. They've I tried that before. I mean, House of M was a good example of them trying to downsize their. They they do that all the time. Like both companies, they'll downsize a title and then expand it immediately. And then all of a sudden, within like two years, a year. there's five different ones, and it's like, well, yeah, normally it's like a year. Tops. Why? Why? You it's know, because Wolverine uh, has to be in seven teams at once. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I this show turned into just me bitching. <laughs> I didn't mean about for comics it to happen. He got nerd rage. Nerd rage. <laughs> so, anyways, we're on our way to Batman v Superman. Oh. Uh. So we figured. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that's Tony sure. thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're going to do a quick, dis- no, not a quick discussion, but we're going to discuss all the Batmans, the good qualities of them, the bad qualities, the, the costumes, the delivery, the actors, the man, the myths, <laughs> the legends. Does this include Elseworlds? Oh. No? <laughs> flam, flam. <laughs> flam, uh, flam. For me, my first introduction to Batman was the Michael Keaton one, but we won't start there. We'll revert <laughs> back a little bit. We're going to do this Quentin Tarantino style. 
Wait, we're going to start at 89 Batman and then go back to 60 Batman? <laughs> nope, we're going right back to 60 Batman. And then we're going <laughs> to go with some racial slurs. and. Uh, I see. I started and talking a, about 89, but now I'm going back. car trunk shot. Um, <laughs> he does have that in all his movies. Mm-hmm. I saw the 60s Batman show when I was pretty young. It was after the 89 Batman. It might have been while the animated series was still running. And I didn't care. I was like, it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird to hear you say that. And it, it's a really interesting thing. I went through a point of loving the show. Then I got a little older. Then I hated, hated it because I thought, there's no more Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm at the mature age <laughs> where I appreciate the 1960s Batman. It was, it was a huge boost of comic sales at the time. It was. Uh-huh. But it was also detrimental in the fact that people didn't take comics seriously for your... Exactly. Right. Time after exactly. It's like Super um, Friends. A lot of people talk shit about Adam West and Adam West's Batman. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember one time talking to somebody. Uh, it was a few years ago, and Adam West was going to be at Motor City Comic Con, which he actually will be this year, and Yay. so will we. Hell yeah! Don't um, forget about Burt Ward too. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I hear about he's Bert wearing Ward. the outfit, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had mentioned that Adam West was going to be there, and this was while we were working at our former employer. Oh, okay. And uh, the person was like, ugh, why do you want to meet him? He's such a flabby old man in that suit. Ugh, I hated that. And I was just like, but... It, it's Adam West. It's Adam West. He's Batman. Like, and people, like, chalk up, like, thinking that that it was, Who was Adam person? West that was playing Batman. You know, that was Adam West's interpretation of Batman. He was just playing him how Batman had been in the comics at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah, you look at the time period and you look at Batman and the way he was, that was Batman. Yeah, yeah the fucking no- rainbow suit, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've read some of those back-in-the-day comics, and they're doozies. Like, they're hard for me Silver to read. Age well, Batman. Yeah. And, like, people seem to, like, the younger the fans, people seem to think that Batman has always been this grim and gritty hero. He's always been like this, you know, dark Avenger. Never mm-hmm. smiles, never, never smiles. Never di- and that wasn't always the case. Oh, no. We all know that. Everybody right. listening to this knows that. This isn't like earth shattering. And Lou was like, holy shit, Batman was funny? <laughs> Can't be. Get the fuck out. All comics were at one point. Um, But I remember thinking at the time that the 1960s Batman movie was like the fucking coolest thing. <laughs> that was actually my first exposure to it was the movie and then later got into the show. Exactly, me too. Like I remember because I saw the movie and then I remember when FX first became a station, mm-hmm. they started to play the old 60s Batman. Mm. And I think it was on like, they had two episodes at like 4 and 4.30 or something or 5 and 5.30, something like that. Same bad time, same bad channel. Uh, uh, PM. Okay. And um, it was, you know, it, it was a good representation of the time of what that character was of where the world was right at that point. Um, well, this is also at the time, uh, all of comics were in the iron grip of the comics code authority. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You couldn't have werewolves, the undead drug usage. Oh, the comic code, um, anal penetration. (laughs) I don't think you can have that now. Ah, Oh, you can. Cousin <coughs> died. Thank you. Um, so I, I see that. I look back on such fondness with that. Of all the different emotions I felt through the years, like loving it and shunning it and then becoming <laughs> I mature. I can't believe you shunned it. Adult. 
I've always like. Loved was it one of those stages where like you, you were just too cool for it? Yeah, yeah, that's what oh, it was. Okay. Kylo, Kylo, that's not my Batman. Yeah, it's Kylo Ren stage. Kylo yeah. Ren stage. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my father. <laughs> was there anything? What What were the things about the show that did maybe bother you or Wallflower? <laughs> Egghead. Hey, that was Vincent Price. It was Vincent Price. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say that. Um, I got all hot and bothered when I saw Eartha Kitt as Catwoman. The many, yeah, all the different. Uh, Julie Newmar. Yep, yeah, Julie there was Newmar a mini Catwoman. As, uh, uh, yeah, Catwoman. And then uh, she Ivana, had her. Ivana Craig as Batgirl. Oh, uh, yeah, she, yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, my. She, like, I. You, sometimes you look at, like, old pictures and you're like, how come women then look so much different than women yeah. now? Like, I saw, like, I remember seeing pictures of her and I was like, you know what? That was an attractive lady. <laughs> yep. She had it going on. I would definitely uh, ram my Batmobile into her Batcave, if you know what I mean. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Can you elaborate a little bit? <laughs> Maybe some noises. <laughs> and they didn't like. And uh, they did a cool thing with the anim- with the show with the opening of the animation, like. You you would always know if it was a Batgirl episode because she would come like, oh yeah come on, by this, on the, on the, the cycle yep, with the lace yeah. on it yep and then you're like <laughs> yes mom don't come in <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching my program <laughs> <laughs> oh good stuff <laughs> and like without that show we wouldn't have so many great like. Uh, pop culture jokes about Batman that we've got yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bat, Zach. Holy, this Batman. Bat shark repellent. Yeah. The bat shark to... repellent. The bomb. The bomb. <laughs> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. The uh, the climbing up the side of the building where they just turn the camera sideways. <laughs> that was, that was, that was like cinematic genius. Oh, yeah. For the time, yeah. Like, I, I, if they did it now, I wouldn't be mad. And then they would have, like, Sammy Davis Jr. open up the window. And right. Yeah, that's where the celebrity uh, guys <laughs> hey, would Hey, man, man, what are you doing this week? <laughs> Close the window, Go you back to worshiping. freak. <laughs> 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 that was the special director's cut. <laughs> uh, I like why we both had an immediate Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. joke lined up. I went the Satanist route. <laughs> You went the you. I liked yours better. <laughs> um, just such an appreciation for that show, and mm-hmm. that bat costume, that traditional like gray and blue, which you don't see too much of anymore. Yeah, with the chola eyebrows. He did have chola <laughs> eyebrows, like whoop, the little like sewn on ears that yeah. were like two centimeters big. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were. Uh, yeah, they're about. I noticed Affleck's suit. His ears are almost as short. Yeah. Short ears or long ears? What do you think? What do you like better? I'm um, medium. Because there have been ears that have been like a fucking foot long, like Todd McFarlane's. Uh, oh, or uh, any of the covers of the um, Nightfall books. Yeah. They're His yeah. ears are like seriously Super about long. four feet long. McFarlane's ears were longer, though. Oh, yeah. They were, well, he did. And he I, had, like, I believe McFarland's, there was a couple of covers where they would even, like, curve over. Yeah. And, like, uh, he had, like, the hook shoulder pads and, like, yep. the really elongated cape, oddly enough. I never understood the, the hook shoulder pads. That was always fucking weird to well, me. Well, that was yeah. just artistic interpretation on his part. He did that for, all, you know, Spawn. All. Yeah. He just thought it looked everything. He thought it looked, he just thought it looked cool. Yeah, I'm sure like if he could uh, put metal spikes on the shoulders, he would have, too. It was like, I've, his, um, it was like his M.O. 
pulled up an image of uh, some of the Nightfall stories. I'm trying to find a good one uh, of that Batman. I can't find one. All right, Shatner. Let's go. That sounded pretty good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm a rocket man. (laughs) Holy shit, they're longer than his head. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. There's a couple other Batman covers where they're pretty extraordinarily long. There was one thing about... uh, Adam West's Batman that, uh, once again, I don't attribute or fault Adam West to the interpretation of the show. It's just more of like the, the way of the times is that there was literally no difference between Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. It was, there was literally like yeah. one and the same, like any fucking person with a pair of eyes could ears could probably figure out <laughs> that. Well, to be fair in the later portions of the animated series, there's no difference in Bruce Wayne's voice and Batman's voice. Yeah, that's true. I always thought it was that always good. bothered me. Yeah, like in the earlier episodes, he'd be like, you know, oh, what's up, Lucius? You know, like he'd have this upbeat, peppy voice that, you know, it was all a mask for the anger and the angst and the need for justice. I love that contrast of voice. We'll oh, me to, too. We'll get to that uh, a little bit later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, it's a show campy, yes. Severely. Is it's it, fun. Yeah, it's fun. I need to pick it all up on Blu-ray. The they superior actually, format. They have not released it on Blu-ray. Yes, Just, they have. It's what? not in stores. They, they have. Um, Let me see if I can pull it up. Because all I found is DVD. Because I've, I've wanted to pick them up, but I refuse to go backwards in time. Batman, the complete television series Blu-ray on Amazon for $176. How many seasons is that? Like, uh, I think there's like two or three seasons. It fuck, that's very expensive. Long. Wait, hold on a second. The animated series? No. No, the complete series. series. This box set, I've seen it in stores. It has a little button. You hit it, and it plays the Batman theme. It goes... It's pretty sweet. Yeah, they... I literally... I've looked everywhere for the Blu-ray. You should try to see if, like, Best Buy can order them. Oh, fuck that. I got an Amazon card. I'll order it off of Amazon. That's right. We'll have to review some episodes. Ooh. Hell yeah. Do some wallflower episodes. (laughs) You're stuck on the wallflower. <laughs> it was just such an obscure, like, villain. All right. So on a scale of one to seven, Tony, how many bats do you give Adam West Batman? <laughs> uh, for pure amusement alone, I'll give it five. I also give it five out of seven bats. I'll give it six. One thing that I didn't like about it is I think it still negatively affects the Batman mythos to this day. Like everyone tries to bounce away and they go for grim and gritty and Batman just doesn't know how to have a good time anymore. <laughs> he doesn't know when, you know, to drop the act and just go surfing. I yeah. think it's, <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's great though, that it's not like, um, not like not like Germany and the Nazis. Like, <laughs> and that, Batman, <laughs> where are you going with this? Listen, listen, he's I got it. It's com- not very Schindler's List. <laughs> it's not like, instead, like DC, they continue to embrace that past of Batman. They don't shun it or hide it or pretend it never happened. They embrace it. They have like the 1960 series. They've released all sorts of collectibles and everything commemorating it. Yeah. They embrace that past and they don't try to shun it or pretend like it didn't happen. 
See, I had a point. <laughs> didn't go all Mikey on it. I, well, I, I just didn't know what where he was going. It's with very rare that we can Germans and Nazis. Yeah, we can get political on this show. <laughs> well, I was talking about Donald Trump. <laughs> and that was it for Batman for a while. <laughs> yeah, there was Super Friends. There was Super Friends shows. Those shows like were the challenge of the Super good. Friends. I like seeing you know those shows and I old reruns. That, I enjoyed that Black Manta was part of the mm-hmm. Legion, Legion of, of Doom. Doom. Solomon Grundy. I love that they too. <laughs> I love that they lived in Darth Vader's head. <laughs> I know. That I, was I always one of my favorite that, things. I Meanwhile, that was, uh, always uh, oh, what's the name? Dark Helmet. Yes. Oh yeah, Spaceballs. Yep. Yeah. What I loved is how they'd have like cutscenes that'd be like, meanwhile in ancient Rome, <laughs> like stuff that just made no sense. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, <laughs> in the opening, wasn't there like a part where like Aquaman was like using dolphins as almost skis or something like no, that? He was using flying fish, if I recall correctly. So, I was about to say there's, there was a couple of them. I remember that, that. And then show the the seahorse. That's what really harmed. It's part of the reason why Aquaman is a fucking oh, yeah. joke to this day, and uh, and also later on, Batman and Robin would guest star in uh, the Scooby Doo adventures, yeah. voiced by Adam West. That was and actually, and it was I, weird. I, I loved seeing those when I was a kid. I'd get so fucking pumped when. <laughs> I wonder if Cesar Romero voiced the Joker in it, and Burgess Meredith. I wonder if he voiced because yeah, they had Joker and Penguin. Yeah. Um, gosh, that is almost as strange of a crossover. As the Punisher and Archie. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, for the time, it wasn't. No, no. It's true. I mean, they, they were going to hang out with the Adams family next week, so. All right. And uh, Three Stooges. Laurel and Hardy. Yep, Three Stooges. Uh, oh, the, I mean, the Three Stooges, that was like 20 years in the past. Yeah. That, I mean, granted, the Three Stooges are making skits into the 60s, but it's just weird. Laurel and Hardy. The next time we would see Batman... On film, it's a great website. Check it out. <laughs> uh, would be in Tim Burton's 1989 Batman, which there was people were pissed when they found out Michael Keaton was cast. Yeah, because people thought uh, yeah. that okay, Mr. They're gonna, Mom, they're going to go the comedy <laughs> route again. People at this point, Dark Knight Returns had come out. People wanted their Batman dark and gritty. They they didn't want. Adam West. This was at the the dark period where they kind of people were trying to shun that. Yep, they were ju- um, just recovering from it, pretty much. P- there was, <laughs> I think, literally thousands of angry letters to Warner Brothers to take Michael Keaton out as Batman. Do you know what? Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> History does have a way of repeating itself. I wonder what some of their picks would have been. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> There was a rumor at one point Boss that Bill Hall. Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray? Yeah. What? Yep. We don't want this comedian. Put in Bill Murray. <laughs> look uh, look it up on your iPhone. Well, like they, I don't have a goddamn iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't people that wanted Bill Murray, it was like the studio. Like really? at one point, like there was talks of doing a Batman movie with Bill Murray. They were like, Michael Keaton's good, but his forehead isn't huge enough. <laughs> Let's go find Bill Murray. Like we we need a guy with even more receding hairline. <laughs> <laughs> um and as I said, this was like my first, this was my introduction to Batman, seeing this movie. Was, I was just a, a, just a wee lad, <laughs> just about the size of a, of a tumbleweed. <laughs> uh, so you went like the Irish route and then you said a tumbleweed. Yes. 
So we little tumbleweed <laughs> in the Mojave Desert, I was. And then he would, uh, Michael Keaton would go on to play Batman again in Batman Returns, which was like, how the fuck my parents took me to go see that movie or set me down and had me watch that in 92. Was, I'll never it was understand. a great Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> a Christmas movie. Everyone forgets that Christopher Walken was in it too. Yeah, he played. I think. Sh- ouch! Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> I think that <laughs> Keaton. Also, he played Shrek. Michael Keaton played Shrek. No, Christopher Walken played Shrek. Oh, Max Shrek. That was his name. Uh, <laughs> I was like, are we talking about Michael? Donkey. <laughs> uh, I'm making waffles. <laughs> <laughs> I. Keen's portrayal was good, but sometimes I think people like look back too fondly, like with nostalgia gla- goggles. No, like it, I heard, I, I've heard those are worse than beer goggles. <laughs> they can be. Like actually, our good buddy who's not here with us, Cody. Yeah. Uh, I remember when like the Christopher Nolan movies were coming out. I remember him going back and saying like, "I just I like the Burton ones better." I, I'm sorry, I I just think they're better. And I'm like, "Are you fucking you?" And then not too long ago, he went back and he rewatched the 89 one on Netflix. And he was like, oh, that did not age well. <laughs> what do you mean? I still find that to yeah, look pretty watched, goddamn good. I watched it not too long ago, like a couple years after. Uh, it was before um, The Dark Knight came out. I still enjoy it immensely. I mean. The Dark Knight came out in 2008, just so you know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I watched. Well, that's not. Comparatively speaking, it's not like I, I haven't watched it since I was a kid or something. Right. I, I mean, I've watched it numerous times since. I mean, it's still something I could pop in and enjoy. Is there things that, as a Batman fan, I'm like, that's not the comic accurate there, Tim? <laughs> well, like the. <laughs> <Tim>? <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the constant murder, for instance. Yeah, Batman blowing up a factory full of people, a little un Batman like. Oh. I mean, hurricane riding a black we, man into a bell while he falls <laughs> to his death. That one you can give up, but the factory, we don't technically know if there was well, a there lot are of several people, people in, there. in there at least. <laughs> <laughs> They're like people staring at his bat bomb that he's left in the building. Bing, 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 bing. And he's just like, deuces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the machine out. guns on the Batmobile. Okay, he does that to this very day. There's one part, one part there in that movie that has always bothered me. I think it's when he's going to the factory and there's like a steel like garage door <laughs> and I know the bullets <laughs> start in the middle at the top and one goes left, the other goes right and then they go down to form like a little opening and they fall. And then you look at the guns on the Batmobile and there's no <laughs> humanly possible way that that physically like physics wise would have worked. Uh, they're the magic bullets that killed Kennedy. <laughs> I just had to get that out there. Um, <laughs> granted, like Michael Keaton is is not your typical Bruce Wayne looking individual. Not at all. He's a very bizarre looking man. <laughs> he's, he's got he looks he's very got angular features, a big forehead. Yeah, he looks very middle class. Yeah, the action figures for him looked really weird too. Uh-huh. Oh, um, I used to those. I used to have like you know like fifty different Batman. They're all different color schemes, and they all had different grappling hook guns and like wings. And yeah. They still do that to this day. Like battle belt, Batman. <laughs> if you go to like, Aqua uh, Batman. <laughs> if you go to like Walmart or like Myers right now, they have all the Batman Superman figures out. They're doing it again. There's like different 
versions of Batman and Superman and Stealth Strike Batman, yeah. Jungle Force Batman, <laughs> Aqua Runner Batman. I don't even know what the fucking Aqua Runner is. <laughs> um, he, he's the Water Boy. And, and Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Tim Burton. Burton has stated that like that was his whole point in casting Michael Keaton because. Uh, oh, you know, you look at him and you, you don't think that he's, you know, he would be this man going out at night and uh, Tim Burton. And uh, <laughs> look at my hair. Look at my hair as it cascades over my <laughs> head like a palm tree. Uh, <laughs> Sideshow Bob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, I will say Keaton's Batman and his Batman delivery was is definitely like one of the best. Oh yeah. Especially for being in a suit that like was so restricting. Like he didn't realize that he couldn't move his entire upper body. Yeah. Like and they had to like lower him into the Batmobile, <laughs> like on a crane. Yeah. And they had to make a separate cowl so that it could actually shut. That's because so the ears insane, were yeah. yeah. Like just th- just like imagining the things they went through just it's like be, doing an entire movie in like a Power Rangers monster outfit or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cranston. <laughs> and you know them. Uh, you know, and you never really thought about it. Like when you were younger, watching it, like that scene in, at Ace Chemicals. And then you you watch it now, and you're like, "Why the fuck is Batman turning his entire body?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like when he, he fights people, he'd like hold out his oh. arms like karate chop pose. Yeah, or like it'd be like. Directly in front of him, yeah. <laughs> my my favorite part is right in that spot where, you know, Commissioner Gordon yells up to him in the catwalk, don't move! And you got the cops come from one side, and he's like... <laughs> yeah. he even, when he turns around the second time, he even takes, like, a step forward. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The and like, it's, it's literally, like, probably one of the most... Not intimidating things. And if there was a man out, like, literally fighting crime in that suit, he would probably die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he probably has no peripheral vision. Unless he really was bulletproof and could electrocute people with the suit. I did love that. I love that he had, like, the bulletproof suit. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, when they tried to unmask him, like, uh. (laughs) ah. Oh, they tried to unmask him. Um, Nothing happened. He just came back alive. He was like, I'm Batman. (laughs) So he is human. I mean, how did they not realize that he was what is human? Was that Bodyama? <laughs> that movie also has one of my favorite like freakout scenes. Oh, so anybody? You want to get nuts? Come on, let's oh, yeah. get nuts! I can't help but like, when, and you're just when, like, this man has lost his fucking <laughs> shit. When he does that, the Beetlejuice comes out in him, and you hear Beetlejuice, <laughs> and I'm like, oh damn it, it ruined if, the character. <laughs> if I was Vicky Vale at that point, I'd be like, you know what? I'm out. Yeah, this guy's rich and all, but <laughs> he's smashing vases with crowbars. He sleeps upside down. <laughs> oh, like you don't do that. That does seem like really bad for you. Like you get a blood clot in your brain. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think he was actually sleeping upside down. I think it was supposed to be indicating like he was working out. But he's just laying there. Well, yeah, I mean, swinging and stretching. I like he's, he's, just, he's swaying think, back and forth. Well, I, think I thought he was it. perfectly stationary. No. Um, I have literally such fond memories of this movie. I saw it at the drive-in when I was a kid. Um, That's fantastic. Thank you. I think it was one of... I've, I don't know if I've ever said this before. I think it was one of the first movies I've seen in the theater. It was either this or the 1989 Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I don't remember which, Aren't they but out I'm pretty the sure. Yeah. This, what, a, what a year. Yeah. What a fucking year for movies. Wasn't that, around, wasn't that when RoboCop came out too? Probably. I don't think I've seen a Batman film until Batman and Robin, like in the theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
My condolences. <laughs> um, but like I went to the point where like I had like a, a VHS copy, and this wasn't even like this was like a bootlegged copy too. Oh yeah, recorded off television. Uh, no, it was like somebody like had two VCRs and they recorded their VHS. Oh, and I remember and gave it to I my remember, family. I remember doing. That. And I remember like I would watch it and I would, <laughs> I would play with my toys. I'd have my toys act out the movie like as I was watching it. How long ago was this? Like two weeks? Yeah, it was like two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> um, you know, looking back, like I have fondness of it, but I can also be uh, unbiased party in that I can point out its flaws and some things I might not have liked about it. It's not a perfect, you know, but it has its place right. in Batman history. Mm-hmm. And especially like with Batman Returns. Batman Returns, I actually don't like as much. As 89? As 89, um, didn't have Jack Nicholson in it. Didn't have Jack Nicholson. But it had Christopher Walken in That's it. But it had Christopher Walken. It had Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. Her, her depiction of Catwoman had a very formative effect on She had childhood. to get <laughs> vacuum sealed in that suit. No oh, way. Fuck. Yes, they went through like an ins- absurd amount of suits on that movie. <laughs> I can imagine. Because they would like just... So that one at the end was actually one of the yeah. old suits. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and each suit, I think, was like around like a couple thousand dollars. Wow. That the whole vacuum seal thing that would that would actually put in perspective why most cosplayers when they do that they don't look nearly as good as the movie. Man, she's got like that's some fetish shit right there. She, uh, I believe, like she actually like had got like would get lightheaded doing it too. I can, I can yeah. believe it. Yeah, so, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Um, but like as far as like her depiction, like it was great. I wasn't all for the whole uh, cat crow thing. But that's another thing. <laughs> We're trying to focus on on Batman. Uh, the one thing I didn't like about Batman Returns is the movie's going on for what feels like literally 20, 25 minutes before we even see Batman. That's true. Because we get the whole opening with Penguin and then the thing with Sal- follow Selena for a while. Okay, okay. Why did the Penguin live in a sewer? I That was one of the most yeah. fucking bizarre portrayals. Teenage Mutant Ninja Penguin. <laughs> And he had like a weird circus family. Yeah, like he had like green blood. And he ate raw fish because, you know, penguins. Nice I mean, glass of ice <laughs> water. It's, I mean, Danny DeVito uh, acted his heart out for the role. Don't get me wrong. Look at it this way that movie, like, Batman 89 was a huge success. Batman Returns was a success. Was a but that movie success, was yeah. so fucked up that Warner Brothers was like, listen, Tim. You gotta fucking calm this down. <laughs> this shit's getting weird. It and was like, weird. We, we had parents complaining, and and well, yeah, he's like biting people's noses <laughs> off and fucking <laughs> electrocution, <laughs> death kisses, and like I still use that line every time. I was like, man, dude, that kind of sucks. And I was like, could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. <laughs> and then they look at you like. I kind of never mind. I walk away really fast, <laughs> sweat feet like. <laughs> um, this unfortunately would be uh, Michael Keaton's last turn as Batman. Um, his overall portrayal of Batman and Bruce Wayne. How many bats do you rate it? One to seven. <laughs> five. I would give it a five. Five again, same as Adam West. Yeah, I give. I, I hold them six. both pretty, uh, pretty equally. I give him nostalgia. Four bats. And one bat that's flying around in a circle. <laughs> Four and a half bats. Four. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't sure what was with that other bat. He's special. He has rabies. <laughs> Next up was 
Batman Forever. What can we say about Batman Forever? It ruined Two-Face and the Riddler. The one time, man, the one time they put Riddler in there, and it, it, it's just... He's it's just like weird ginger hopping around. Play it's weird. They told Jim... They, I mean, Jim Carrey was like the actor at the time, and these movies uh, have yeah. a great tendency to, to, to catch... Actors at their like peak of like you know fame, uh huh. You know, so they got Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones and Nicole Kidman, amazing cast, Chris O'Donnell and pre bloat Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah, this uh, movie's what did it to him, I think. Oh, yeah, the uh, hey, probably couldn't eat for three weeks just to get in the bat suit. <laughs> Val Kilmer, I thought, look wise, fantastic for Bruce Wayne. I agree. He at one point, believe it or not, people. He had that pretty boy, that pretty billionaire <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. look I, I going guess, on. I, guess so. I remember that when he was young. I mean, hell, he was a big sex symbol. Mm-hmm. Top Gun, baby. Top yep. Gun. Um, his Ice Batman. <laughs> this was when things started to get a little hairy. Um, Did he grow a beard? Yes. First Batman with a beard. <laughs> uh, he wasn't terrible as Batman, but... I would say unconvincing. I liked how his suit had like air vents in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> and that was also, this was also when we started getting introduced to the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> this is when I found nipples. out what a nipple was. <laughs> so really it's. <laughs> so that sex long, huh? <laughs> they don't teach about nipples in private school. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's Mike was actually work. born without nipples. <laughs> it's true. It's just one Solid color here. This, He's a Ken doll. Don't forget to mention this Batman stole a security guard's hearing aid to crack a safe. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god, that part in the uh, that part in the beginning that that it's security awesome. guard was so bad. Like it's just like they found somebody like it was like a, a, a producer's cousin or something. And we're yeah. like, hey, do you want to be in this movie? <laughs> you, hey, Bobby, come here. Put you down that donut. You're like, okay. <laughs> that was actually it's a real... boiling acid! <laughs> that was actually his real hear- hearing aid. <laughs> and Val Kilmer totally did that, like, just on a whim. It was all ad <laughs> It was all ad-lib. And this was when, like, Batman started, like, becoming a little less dark and started cracking more jokes. That's true. Um, we got the introdu- introduction of Robin, who was, like... 24 years old, but for some reason he <laughs> had to become a foster teenager. kid yeah. with <laughs> with uh, Bruce Wayne. And it was, like, clear that he was of this age because he even, like, makes reference about, like, oh, how about you become Dick Grayson, college student? So, yeah. like, he's, a, he's he's an adult. Like, why is he in custody of a grown man? He's mentally deficient. <laughs> <laughs> I'm his guardian. How did you, what did you guys think of Val Kilmer's overall portrayal of Batman and Bruce Wayne, Meh. all that. Two bats, <laughs> two bats. It wasn't two bats. It, yeah, like it wasn't. The, I don't. It wasn't the. We know it wasn't the worst, <laughs> but it wasn't like great. It was just like I agree with Jeff. It was like meh. I mean, it was a uh, portrayal of Two Face and uh, the Riddler that dragged the movie. Right. Yeah, it, I would that's actually, what ruined it. It overshadowed his performance entirely. I would give it three. To be I, I would give it three bits. With three bats as well. I as well was going to give it three bats. <laughs> I uh, I will say Val Kilmer's uh, um, slur kind of got on my nerves here and there. Yeah. Tell me, uh, what was the what was Nicole Kidman's 
Dr. Chase Meridian. Yeah. Something Doc, like that. Tell me, Dr. Meridian, do you like the circus? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That always irked me. I was like, it's called the circus. Okay. Circus. Uh, Val Kilmer kind of has like that chump, chipmunk face going yeah. on a little bit. Especially now. He is very <laughs> he is very good in uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, like, yeah. That's a fantastic movie. And Love Heat. that movie. He's great in Heat. Yeah. Yeah, Heat was pretty good, too. Tombstone. He was amazing in Tombstone. <sighs> he got practically anorexic for that role. Really? Oh, yeah. He's very, very skinny. Val Kilmer, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna be, isn't he supposed to be in uh, Top Gun 2? Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> <laughs> in, inverted Boogaloo? Yeah. I was inverted. <clears throat> and then we had... My personal favorite. George Clooney. Which, this is a tough one, though, because George, Lo- George Looney. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> George Clooney, he's a good actor. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure we've all seen movies and enjoyed movies that have had George Clooney in it. Oh, Man. Brother, Where Art Thou? One of my favorite movies. Goats. Burn After Reading. Oh, I love The Men Who Stare at Goats. Uh-huh. Burn After Reading, gr- the great movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot all about the men who stare at goats. That's such a great one. That's and what's inspired my Facebook to this very day. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody, like, we know it was a terrible movie. and So terrible, it's brilliant. In context, I mean, George Clooney worked with what he had. It was what he was given. It was the direction he was, he was given. He was given the bat credit card. He was given the bat credit card. Never leave the bat cave of the Which I'm sure that if... They did a credit history. They can figure out that Batman's Bruce Wayne. Yep. <laughs> you think they'd be able to figure it out anyways because, you know, that's some expensive equipment. And also, this was also the return to there being no real difference between the voice of Batman, Batman. and Bruce Wayne. This is true. The famous line, hi, Freeze, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the bat skates. The 700 bat vehicles. Um, once again, I think George Clooney could pull off a solid Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I think cause I would, he, I George Clooney thought. is kind of Bruce Wayne-esque. Yeah. Debonair Playboy. Debonor, Debonoid. Debonoid. The silver fox, as I like to call him. <laughs> you know. Um, he's a handsome devil. Yeah, he is. He had, he had the chin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a great chin. He had that. Uh, you think Bruce Campbell would have looked good in a Batman mask? No. Only one way to find out. Maybe maybe super young Bruce Campbell. Go get a picture of Bruce Campbell. We're going to draw a fucking Batman mask on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how they decided George Clooney was going to do it. That's true. That's uh, how they found out that that one guy was actually the Joker in Mask of the Phantasm. They drew a smile on his face. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he had a, he had yeah. a red-colored pencil. Yeah. just like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh balls! <laughs> um, you know he was solid, but he was just given a shit director, a shit movie. Hey, Joel Schumacher is a really good director when he isn't involved with Batman. Yeah, Lost Boys. <laughs> Do you think Falling Down? Oh my god, I love Falling yeah, Down. Me too. <laughs> Do you think um, that if he was given like the opportunity to play a proper Batman, something maybe more akin to? Batman 89, Batman Returns. Do you think he could have pulled off that dark, brooding, intimidating Batman? I've never really seen him in a role like that. But neither I think, yeah, I. neither have I. I'm, I'm like trying to think. Um, the closest you can maybe get to him being like a, a kind of a badass. Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Or 
that episode of the Facts of Life he was on. <laughs> <laughs> he was also on the Golden Girls too. Uh, no, it would be uh, maybe from Dust Till Dawn. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. He was a. Uh... <laughs> there was there was a range of excitement, and then yeah. Uh... Well, like I thought about it, I was like, that is definitely he plays a darker character. Um, I you know I, don't, I think he's definitely an actor who wouldn't be afraid to go outside of his comfort zone. Out of his niche, I think he'd definitely play a good Batman at the time. He's a little old now. Do you think like he uh, he was doing it, or he got like the the contract to do it, and he thought he would be playing that kind of Batman? Because I doubt any of these people read the script before they signed on. I don't think he was ever like. I don't know. I doubt. I imagine his impression of Batman is probably either Keaton's Batman or Adam West's. Yeah, I don't see him reading too many comic books. No, right, George, but. <laughs> I just don't see him being that guy sitting in his library reading a graphic novel of the killing joke. Yeah, he's, nah. no, he's no Nicolas Cage. Um, naming his kid Cal L. I'm George, I'll, I'll give you an extra bat for at least <laughs> trying and for you know pulling off a good Bruce Wayne. You 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 were given, you know, chicken shit and expected to make chicken salad. <laughs> That would be the worst salad known to man. So I'll, I'll George, I'll give you two. I'll give you two bats. <laughs> that was the extra bat. <laughs> that was the extra bat. God, I mean, you gotta give them, you know, at least a. a, a, a I would say I would. The host has spoken. <laughs> I would say at least two and a half because the man has apologized repeatedly for his adaptation of Batman. How about I give it two and a half? We'll take that half a bat, and then we'll take the half for Michael Keaton. We'll sew them together, make it a full bat. Oh, poor bat. But then who's it go to? We haven't figured it out yet. Okay. Joint custody. Joint custody of that bat. <laughs> All right. All right. This is the most <laughs> fucked rating system. <laughs> <laughs> we could be doing it with uh, peppers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna have to eat bats now? <laughs> we have to eat the head of a bat. <laughs> Mr. Crowley. <laughs> However many bats we uh, accumulate, accumulate after this, we have to eat that many bats. If you will. If you will. If you will. <laughs> um I would yeah, I would give them two and a half. <laughs> two and a half bats. I've lost control <laughs> for, for of my life. Mr. Clooney. Two and a half bats as well? Yeah. So we have another half a bat floating around. I'm going to give it six half bats. <laughs> so three? Yes. <laughs> I, need, I need you to do something for me, Jeff. What's that? I need you to chill. <laughs> six half bats. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And Jeff's just going to be, like, uh, sewing the left wing to the left wing. It's just, <laughs> his pants just flies sense. in a circle. He <laughs> keeps spinning around. <laughs> Look at him go. I'm going to go ahead and go on record and say, best rating system ever. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about cutting pants in there. We're sewing them back together. PETA's going to be all over us. <laughs> Fuck the PETA people. Oh, no. PETA 2 is where it's at. Peta one's like way too extreme. Peta two. What's Peta two? What the hell's Peta two? That's just how I say Peta. Oh. No, <laughs> no, no. But what's, what's two? What do you mean? Peta two. It's like two. a. It's like a different branch of Peta. They're. They don't like throw red paint on people. Okay, so they're what Peta used to be. Yes. Okay, got it. Do they kill animals like Peta does? Yes. No. <laughs> no. They, yeah. Exactly. It's at this point. They're not as extreme. Um. 
Like extreme, like 90s extreme? Like uh, Street Sharks extreme. Ooh, you caught my interest. That's awesome. <laughs> You're going to have one on the rollerblades and those hand puppets that had like the punchable arms. Mm-hmm. Those are awesome. Um, so before we dive into Christian Bale's, we can't ignore the elephant in the room. How can we talk about fucking Batman and not talk about Kevin Conroy? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The definitive voice of Batman. Yes. Who's been playing Batman in uh, shows and movies and video games since 92. 92, people. Longest running Batman. That's over, what, 20 years mm-hmm. of Batmaning? <laughs> Batmans? Of bat gallivanting? <laughs> Hey, um, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> All right, moving on. Are, are, are we done with that segment? <laughs> um, he was like one of the ones to really like take it to the extreme as far as the difference between Bruce Wayne and Batman, like having those different voices to mask who he is in the early seasons. And yeah, and his voice was it was such an intimidating voice. Oh, it's yeah. weird because if you've ever seen pictures of Kev- Kevin Conroy. He doesn't look like how he would sound at all. No. He's a very bizarre looking uh, man. Yeah. Actually. He's uh he's kinda craggy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a rock face in like Utah or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the animated series to this day, like just in general, is still one of my favorite interpretations of Batman and of any comic from like page to animation um it got everything so right the feel it 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 was like a, it was a moment in time is what that show was really we're never going to i don't think we're ever going to get anything of equivalence to that that took itself as seriously as it did didn't downplay to the audience was good was good you could sit like i remember sitting with my dad and watching it adults and kids could enjoy it and now like you know shows are more like well we just got to appeal to kids Fuck the adults. Mom and dad will have to go, you know, have sex, have sex or a conversation. Both are impossible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to me, like Kevin Conroy is like the Batman. Like we're just talking voice wise. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you'd look in the cowl. We (laughs) (laughs) not very good. Maybe you should just wear like a robot bat suit or something. That may be odd. There you go. What is it? It was me and you that talked, and every time we read a Batman comic, we hear Kevin Conroy. Exactly. Voice. And he tells you to kill. <laughs> kill, Robin. <laughs> kill. That's a good warrior. <laughs> it was always, like, really freaky in the show. Sometimes they do something where, like, Batman would laugh. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, really unsettling. Like, in the I was early like, seasons, uh, he cracked jokes and, like, you know. Like, gave thumbs ups. Yeah, and he'd smile. He'd <laughs> smile. That was like Batman. And yeah. then by like the later season, the new Batman Adventures, they like really like darkened him. Like he was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he was a straight up jerk. Uh-huh. He was a dickhead. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. Batman was a dickhead. He was very mean. He was. I mean, but he had no problem taking in like Nightwing and and Tim Drake and all Barbara kinds Gordon, of and underage kids. <laughs> <laughs> he really did have no problem. Like, oh, endangering this, the lives yeah, of, of children. Youth. Yeah. I guess it comes with Even the Even after they get killed, like, oh, this one died. Better get a new one. <laughs> Jesus, another one? <laughs> yeah, fucking five Robins already. You, you know, do you think people ever, like, would connect that? Like, wait a minute. Batman 
keeps getting these Robins. <laughs> Bruce Wayne keeps getting these boys. <laughs> <sighs> Seems a little fishy. He's a pedo. <laughs> no, pedo. <laughs> pedo. Pedo. Um, Peta? <laughs> Kevin Conroy, pe- I give you seven bats. That's extreme. And a fruit bat. <laughs> Eating a kiwi. Eating a kiwi. Aww. Looking all cute. <laughs> That's how they sound. You ever see a bat's tongue? Yes. <laughs> no. It's crazy long. <laughs> Rate this Batman. I will give him. <laughs> Sorry. Kevin Conroy, I give you six bats. That's less than seven. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> rate this Batman. I'm going to give it a whole flock of seven bats. <laughs> the entire bat set. Is it a flock if they're mammals? Um, what is a grouping of bats called? You'd have to ask man bat. A, def- a cave full of bats. A full cave's worth. A full cave's worth. That works. <laughs> is that a unit of measurement? A, a cave's worth? A full cave's worth. A group worth. of bats is called a, um, a colony. A colony. What? That makes sense. Because <laughs> they're a mammal. C-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-
And they ended up, I mean, they were really worried about losing that, like, iconic silhouette when they did that. Because um, the Batman Begins suit captures it so well. Mm-hmm. And especially uh, the parts where he has, like, the cape hanging over. It's just, like, such an iconic look. Mm-hmm. Um and then they, you know, went for that weird, like the weird, like motocross suit, <laughs> yep. um, which tactical wise and function wise, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. But realism, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I um, have to say three things there. And apparently also too, like what we lost with the Batman after going from the Batman Begins suit to the Dark Knight suit is like the Batman Begins, like the cobble was so like confining and uncomfortable and it gave Christian Bale these like insane migraines that he would like use that when he was like talking as Batman. So like I imagine now that part where he's like Burn the drugs <laughs> that he was just like had like the worst fucking headache. <laughs> it was like just like a miserable person at that point. Swear to me. Yeah. But I think they lost a lot of that when he switched the cobbles and they went for the more helmet. Yeah. Esque type. They should have. Didn't used... he complain about his voice after the first one too? He's like, oh, my voice is too hoarse. I... Christopher Nolan was like, oh yeah, bravo, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> um, I want more horse. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and then we had him. You know, in uh, Dark Knight Rises, and what was you know cool is we not only did we get finally somebody playing Batman like three times in a movie consecutively, consecutively, but we had. Um, different eras. Like, the Batman Begins was him, like, starting out. Dark Knight was him kind of, like, you know, uh, more seasoned. And then we got the, you know, withered and... My knees hurt. Broken down. <laughs> your knees hurt. Mechanical knee, knee brace. Well, now your hands are going to hurt because you just pulled garden dude. <laughs> <laughs> um... Mm, and that, but the voice, the voice, it always comes back to the voice. I don't like his voice. Like, it just seems too forced. Like, when you literally have to take a breath before each line. Yeah, like, there was weird, like, there's weird parts where it was all broken up. Especially when he was, like, talking to uh, Two-Face and I don't know. It, it take it can, it sucks the drama out of some parts. Yeah. Like, especially, like, when you're in a theater with people and he's trying to have this, like, meaningful conversation with Two face at the end, and there's people going, Pfft. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> it's just real, like when he's screaming at someone, it's different, you know, like, Where's the trigger? You know, like that. <laughs> you literally have trouble understanding. I feel like, too, like, uh, the, the cowl, I feel like it like gripped around here, like his mouth. Oh, it made it more nasally, like, uh, like real tight. <laughs> And I feel like it, like, kind of, like, pushed his, his stuff yeah. up, like, his, his skin <laughs> up a bit. And it was so like, it made his lips a little smushed. Yeah, but made a kissy face. <laughs> yeah, you and did. Like, you did sound a little smoochy. I'm not the hero Gotham dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't have to do this, Harvey. <laughs> I we mean, did it. <laughs> we chose to act together. <laughs> so if you want to put a gun, put a gun at the person responsible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is very, very easy to make fun of. But it's also... We could literally probably stay here for a half an hour doing the fucking Yeah, I've done it. I remember one time we were at your house, (laughs) and, like, I spent, like, maybe half of the night talking in the Christian Bale Batman voice, (laughs) and I got home, 
And my throat hurt so fucking bad. <laughs> I regretted nothing though. It takes such a toll. I I worked I was at work one night. I did the Batman voice. My throat's already night. hurting just from yeah. a little bit. Um takes a toll physically, spiritually. I would give Christian Bale. Six bats, six, six bats flying around, freaking people out <laughs> in the night sky. <laughs> I feel like I've lost control. <laughs> I would give Christian Bale five, five bats. Yeah. Yep. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you judgmentally. That's all you're gonna do. <laughs> what did I give Keaton? Does anyone remember? Um, five. I think you gave Keaton five bats. I'm gonna give the same. I'm gonna give five raspy bats. To five Christian Bale. Five throat cancered bats <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't move their necks at first, but later could. And they got really bad migraines. <laughs> this is some pissed off bats. You gave him five rabies filled bats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bravo. Bravo. Good for you. <laughs> you and me were done professionally. <laughs> Fucking done with you, man. <laughs> you trash machine. God bless Christian. <laughs> you crazy bitch. It's fucking distracting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. What a psychopath. He is. He's a loon. He is a <laughs> lunatic. Boy, you keep playing crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like to uh, cap this whole shindig off. <laughs> What is uh, your favorite look or interpretation of Batman in the realm of comics? Comic-wise? Oh. Ooh. That was probably something you should have gave us before we started. <laughs> come on, come on, chimichanga. Damn it. I, <clears throat> one of my favorite looks of Batman is just your standard gray suit, the black cape with the black symbol, and oh, you know, I, I loved the uh, I loved the drawings. I love Jim Lee's interpretation. Yeah. Um, oh yes. Probably one of my favorites, just because it's fucking Jim Lee. <laughs> I mean, how you can't go wrong. Jim Lee's ear Jim size Lee were. Although, although I didn't like his um, Batman Superman, where he gave a uh, dark side like really skinny waist and a pointy chin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. That was one time I really, you know, I didn't like his interpretation. I mean, I, it was reimagining whatever. I just didn't care for it. Whenever I think Batman, I think of all-star Batman. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I would have to say Jim Lee, too. But more of that, the gray and blacks, not so much the blue. More gray I, yeah, and blacks. Like, I've always been, like, a little, like, not turned off by the gray and blue. But, like, it's at times it's like, yeah, that looks a little dated. Yeah. I like the I like the gray scheme, the the... You know, Dark Knight, which we're getting in, you know, Batman, Superman. <laughs> yep. That's that. My favorite would be like the classic, like Neil Adams, gray and blue with the yellow border symbol. And the uh, yellow border symbol, like, 
I like it on some suits, and sometimes I see it and I don't like it. Neil Adams, I felt did it really well. Here's here's a nice picture of it. That's like my that favorite is, Batman. That is pretty epic looking, Ooh. actually. Classic, you know, Neil Adams. Neil Adams was a or uh, the you know uh, gray and blue bat costume with like the um, black on the front of the mask. Mm-hmm. And oh, good stuff. Hell to the S. Well. I think it's time we, we wrap this up. So what should we do for, for next week? You guys got any ideas? Um, I say we get a bunch of really expensive comics and wipe our asses. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we play uh, Prince while we're doing like... Dear, 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 dear. Bad dance. Woo! Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes. He took my balloons! (laughs) (laughs) This town needs an enema. Oh, man. So what is your favorite interpretation of Batman? Who played it best? Who knocked it out of the park? Who just sucked balls? (laughs) Let us know. And we will not read it and probably not get back to you. (laughs) Until next week, I am Mike, I think. (laughs) I'm Tony. <laughs> Damn it, I was going to do that. <laughs> I'm Jeff. And I'm Batman. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Oh, the <laughs> <laughs>